Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title, Reversing Neglect. How can we reverse neglect, and what are we reversing the neglect of? Maybe we should look a little bit closer, closer how we're neglecting the Holy Spirit, how we are neglecting how we view God in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So as we come into this wonderful lesson, let us uh, ask God to come and let his Holy Spirit come and and flow freely. As uh, we've heard that the Holy Spirit be a gentleman, we we ask you to come, Holy Spirit, come. Fill us, rain, rain in us, fill us up, fill us up in Jesus' name. Father God, forgive us for any sin, stain, or blemish in our life. Anything that would separate us from coming into your presence that could be held against us in the courts of heaven by Satan or any of his evil latching cohorts, absolve and acquit us from any charge, any generational sins. Break the chains of bondage and free us. In Jesus' name, absolve and acquit us in the courts of heaven. Anything that Satan or his evil latching cohorts could have against us or anyone in our bloodline, set us free. Let Jesus' blood speak on our behalf. We pray for our enemies, those who oppose us, those naysayers, those people who talk about us, talk smack about us, or mean to us, the people who abuse us or have abused us. We forgive them and pray for them and ask that you lift them up in Jesus' mighty name. We pray for our situations, the things that we cannot control, Father God, that you will come and meet us right where we're at. If there's anything crooked about this message, if there's any anything that's not, uh, that's, theologically incorrect, if there's any theological error, if there's any error in the message, any error in the speaker, error in the listener, that you correct it, that you come and make those paths that we've made crooked straight, that maybe we didn't bridle our tongue, that maybe we said some things that angered people or hurt people, maybe we were being mean, absolve and acquit us from those things, make straight those things that we've made crooked by the things that we've said, set us free be there as the comforter and come to those people in their times of need. And come to us as we come boldly before your throne, Father God, rolling all of our cares up to you and asking you to meet our needs, answer our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name. Deliver us from ourselves, from our flesh, and help us to say no to ourselves and yes to you. Help us to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Help us to do that before we make decisions, before we do things, to seek you, to ask you, to look, to knock. Help us to open our eyes so we can see and and actually seek and take faithful steps and actually go and look for it and actually seek and move, not just stand still, sit on the couch and eat popcorn and watch movies and Netflix. Help us to move and do things in life, not to be pures, but doers of your word, Father God. Give us that strength. Give us the strength and and the courage to forgive people and to truly let things go and stop carrying them on through life. Help us to stop playing footsie with the devil as we hold hands with our destiny. In Jesus' mighty name. In nomine Padre, Fili, Espiritus Santos. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, unto ages of ages. Let it be done. In Jesus' name. The Holy Spirit is a person. 
First, the Holy Spirit is a person. He is not an, an, an uh, indistinct power or a thing. I often hear people refer to the Spirit as it, as if the Spirit is, is a thing or a force that we can control or use. This uh, distinction is, uh, it may seem as uh, subtle or, or maybe uh, trivial, but is very actual serious. Misunderstanding of the Holy Spirit, his, his role in our lives, you know. In, in John chapter uh, 14, verse 17, we read that the Spirit dwells, dwells with you and will be with you. This calls, us to, this calls us to a relationship with the Spirit instead of allowing us to think that we can treat the Spirit as a power to be harnessed in, in order to accomplish our own purposes. Ooh, I'm going to do this now. You know, the Holy Spirit is a person who who has a personal re, who has personal relationship with not only believers, as we have seen, but also with the Father and the Son. We see the the Spirit working in conjunction with the Father and the Son multiple times throughout Scriptures. Do, do you ever fall into the trap of seeing the Holy Spirit as an impersonal force instead of a person? And, and have you uh, tried to harness him instead of having a relationship with him? It's some questions to ponder on. And the word of the God says there in John 14, the spirit of truth whom, we're, uh, whom the world cannot receive and take to heart. It is because it, it, is, it, is because it does not you know, see him or know him, but you know him because he, the Holy Spirit remains with you continually and will be in you praise god john chapter uh, 14 there and so matthew chapter 28 <laughs> go therefore and make disciples of all the nations help the people to learn of me believe in me and obey my words baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit praise god 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Praise God. God is good to us. If we could just get plugged into his word, he can speak to us, speak to our hearts and meet us uh, where we are, you know. The Holy Spirit is God. You know, I mean, the second thing that we should understand is, is that second, the Holy Spirit is God. He is not lesser or different kind of being than God. You know, God the Father or God the Son. The Spirit is God. The words uh, Spirit and God are used interchangeably in the New Testament. In Acts, we read of Peter's challenge to Ananias. How is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept yourself some money you've received for, for the land? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human being, but you have, but to God. In these verses, we see that Peter explicitly refers to the Holy Spirit as God. This is a vital. This is vital to remember. It's very vital to remember. We, when when we forget about the Holy Spirit, we are really forgetting about God. Do you treat, you know, the the Holy Spirit as God? 
or do you treat him as a lesser than the two persons of the Godhead? You know, it's something to ponder on. How can, uh, how can, uh, how can ensure to, how can, you know, how can we ensure to treat him as such? How can we ensure to treat him as much? I mean, however we, we word it, how, how can we do that? How can we ensure to treat him as much? How can we ensure each other to treat him as, as, as God? You know, as we read in Acts chapter 5, but, you know, and, and Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to, you know, secretly keep back some, some of the proceeds from the sale of the land? As long as it remained unsold, did, did, not, uh, did it not remain in your own too as with you, uh, as you pleased? And after it was sold, was, it, uh, was the money not under your control? Why is it that you have conceived this act of hypocrisy and deceit in your heart? You have not simply lied to people, but to God. Praise God. As we see that story with Ananias, it's such a serious, serious accusation, a serious thing, a serious thing to lie to the Holy Spirit. When we uh, confess ourselves, when we speak of, uh, you know, things that we've been to, we, won't wanna, we don't want to give false testimony. We, we need to really take serious that the, the Holy Spirit is eternal and holy. You know, I mean, because thirdly, the Holy Spirit is eternal and holy. You know? What we read in the Gospel of John about Jesus' promise to His disciples that the Spirit can be with them forever and... Um, in uh, you know John fourteen uh, six, I'm sorry. In John fourteen, uh, verse fourteen. I mean uh, chapter fourteen, verse sixteen. You know we read that, and in Hebrews we read that uh, it was it was uh, though the eternal Spirit that Jesus offered Himself uh, unblemished to God. Uh, Nine fourteen. The, the, the spirit is, is not just a, a flighty, whimsical spirit who comes and goes like the wind. He is an eternal being. The, the spirit is as, is as holy, obviously. We, we commonly call him the Holy Spirit. And, and, you know, this is reinforced through the New Testament. I mean, Romans 1, 4 and 5, 5 are two examples. But, but consider this truly an amazing fact because the Spirit is holy and dwells in us. Our bodies are holy sanctuaries from, from God's vantage point. Too, too often we disdain our bodies as sources, as a source of sin and our, and our uh, fallenness, yet they, they are precisely where God the Spirit chose, chooses to dwell. I mean, do, do you treat your body as the dwelling place of, of, for a completely holy God? And not many of us can, can really answer that and say yes. You know, I mean, because we all fail, but, but uh, if we could just wipe the table clean and say, man, I, I, I want to just follow Jesus. I, I'm going to make mistakes, but do we treat our body as a dwelling place, you know, completely holy for a completely holy God are there any sins that you need to repent of as they have abused you know his holy sanctuary 
some things to ponder about. You know, we must get clear. You know, John chapter 14 clearly stated there in the 16th uh, verse. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, the comforter, advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, standby to be with you forever. The Holy Spirit. Some of us really need to call on God. We, we might be in a situation and we might be not really clearly seeing, you know, how important the Holy Spirit is to our lives. You know, it's good to, to number these and look at a fourth uh, example. The Holy Spirit has his own mind and he, and he prays for us. You know, because that's, that could be a number four. I mean, the Holy Spirit has his own mind and he prays for us. I don't know about you, but I find the thought of the, the Spirit of God praying for me according to the, the will of God extremely comforting. I mean, don't you find that comforting? I mean, that's, that's completely awesome. So many times in life, I haven't, uh, I haven't uh, known what to, to pray for, either myself or for others. Other times, I, I pray for stupid things, like minute things, things that just absolute, absolutely atrocious, just ridiculous prayers. <clears throat> I mean, uh, at one time, my wife was out and. And, and it was late and I was worried about her and I couldn't hear back from her. I was just like, Lord, and, and, and I was just like kind of freaking out. It's like, I just need her to, you know, just, just let me know, Father God, there's, there's no communication. I mean, maybe the cell phone thing is down or, or whatever. And it's just stupid. I mean, and, and it was like a couple minutes after that, she's, she says, I'm on my way home. And you just never know. You just never know when the Holy Spirit is praying too. <laughs> the need, uh, the Spirit knew, you know, I needed, you know, her, her to text me. And, and, you know, you just never know. And, and whatever it is, the humility of that, and it's, you know, not, not adding any pride to it. It's just like, truly, sometimes we freak out and, and sometimes we don't know what to say. And then the Holy Spirit will probably pray for us. In any given situation, we may not know exactly how we should pray or what uh, we, should, we should do, but we can take confidence in the fact that the Holy Spirit knows our hearts and the will of God, and He is always interceding on our behalf. You know, if you really think about it, are you comforted that the Holy Spirit prays and intercedes for us? I mean, just think about that. When have... Uh, when have been some times in your life when you didn't know what to pray for, relying instead of the Holy Spirit's power? We think about those questions because the Word of God says in Romans 8, 26, in the same way the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness. But we don't know what uh, prayer to offer or, or how to offer it as we should. But the Spirit Himself knows our need and at the right time intercedes on our behalf with signs and groanings too deep for words. And He who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because the Spirit intercedes before God on behalf of God's people 
in accordance with God's will. Praise God. So wherever we're at in our life, I pray that we can see that and, 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 and look at that, that, that God is speaking to us right there. That is, that is God speaking to us. We, we need Him. We need God. We need the Holy Spirit to intercede for us. We need to not get all puffed up in, in times, you know, we come into that seat. We, we do. We get all puffed up on, on things. Uh, but I, I believe that, you know, too, in, in understanding and getting the full picture to, to really put our minds around it, we, we should add a number five to that. I mean, because, you know, think about it. The Holy Spirit then has emotions. So, so a fifth, fifth example of that is the, is the Spirit has emotions. For a time, whenever I, I read that we are uh, not going to grieve the Holy Spirit, I thought... I thought that was a bit of an exaggeration. It almost seems sacrilegious to say that I could grieve God. I mean, who am I to, to have such a power over the Spirit? That doesn't seem right. In fact, it even seems wrong to say that God has, has feelings. I mean, for some reason, I, I, I felt, belitt I felt I bel it belittled Him. I mean, come on, it seems kind of outrageous, you know? I, 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 I struggled. And I struggle with these, these thoughts, you know? I mean, you know, I look back, I struggle with these thoughts. You know, for a little, a little while until, you know, finally I realized where they were coming from. In our culture, having feelings or emotions is, is equated with weakness. <laughs> Some of us get in there, it's not all a UFC match all the time. MMA, you know? This is a lie that is deeply ingrained in, in many of us. God created feelings. You know, sure, like anything else, they can be misused, you know, abused. I mean, whenever we're into our feelings, you know, and our emotions, they often and always will lead us down. So we must control our, our feelings, we must control our emotions. And that's where we would mismanage the those feelings and they will man if we mismanage our feelings like we've heard in messages before they will manage us so they can be misused and abused but the intent and the purpose of our feelings came from God since he created emotions you know why is it difficult to believe that he himself has emotions the spirit is grieved when there is a, a breach in a relationship whether it be, you know, a relationship with God or a relationship with, with other people. You know, when, when we are doing uh, disunified, unloving, hateful, jealous, gossipy, you know, things, that, that is when we grieve the Spirit of God. And, and since He is the, the creator of emotions, I believe that the Spirit grieves more deeply than we can even understand. So you think about that. How do you respond when you hear this? How do you respond when you hear this? Does it bother you? When was the last time you were uh, saddened because your sin pained the Holy Spirit? Did we ever have that in mind? I believe that if we truly cared about the Holy Spirit's grief, there would be fewer fights, fewer divorces, 
in our splits and our churches would be fewer. Maybe it's not due to a lack of belief, but rather a lack of concern. I pray that for the day when believers care more about the Spirit's grief than their own. In fact, I pray that some, uh, some of you listeners would, would be broken over the grief you've placed on the Holy Spirit. So broken that you actually go and resolve any conflicts you have with other believers. How will the knowledge that the Holy Spirit has feelings and can, and can be grieved affect your daily life? What sins broken or relationships do you need to repent of? Some questions to ask ourselves. Some questions in this message that can bring to light. And then, and then we have the Word of God placed beside each number. And this number five, I mean, we cannot forget Isaiah 63, verse 10. You know, starting there. But they rebelled and grieved His Holy Spirit. Therefore, he changed, you know, into their enemy and he fought against them. I don't want to fight against God. In Ephesians 4, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit, but seek to please him by whom you were sealed and marked, branded as God's own for the day of redemption and the final deliverance from the consequences of sin. Praise God. God loves us. God chose us. He consecrated us, us to Himself. He loves us. I mean, isn't that amazing to know that, that God actually loves us? I mean, God loves us. You know? The Holy Spirit has His own will. You know, has his own desire and will. So, I mean, j just, I mean, we, we, we shouldn't even stop there. Let's keep going. Let, let's, let's just look at that. I mean, praise God. Th there's a sixth one here. We could keep going. Maybe we'll do eight or ten, or, or maybe we could stop there. I know the timing is, is a little bit there, but, but just follow in and listen in. I mean, the Holy Spirit has his own desires and will. In, in 1 Corinthians, we read that the gifts of the Spirit are empowered by, by one and the same Spirit, who, who apportions to each one individually as He wills. Chapter 12, verse 11. You know, this is an important reminder of who, who is in control. Just, just as we don't get to choose which gifts are given, so also we, we don't get to choose what, what God intends for us. What God intends for the church. The Spirit has a plan. The Spirit has a plan for our lives. For each of us. And He has a plan for the church. Including your individual church body. And the worldwide body of Christ. If you are like me. You probably have a plan of your own life. You, you know. You, you, plan, uh, you know. Uh, have a plan for your your own life for your your church you know maybe, maybe you even uh, maybe even for a larger body of Christ that's why we we all desperately need to pray you know as Christ did not my will but yours be done so I mean we keep coming to these questions and, and do, do, do we find uh, it comforting or frightening that the Holy Spirit already has a plan for our life and what characteristics of, of God would, would you have to, to meditate on in order to, 
you know, to be comforting rather than frightening, for, for it to be comforting rather than frightening, you know? What would it be? I believe that helpful uh, verses as we go through this little study here and we, and we continually come into God's presence. You know, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 11, all these things, the gifts, uh, the achievements, the abilities, the empowering are brought about by the one and the same Holy Spirit distributing to each one individually just as he chooses. Praise God. God is there for us. God is there for us. But uh, I believe we could just um, top this off. And, and I, I keep saying on the fifth one, maybe we top it off. But I will close with this. The Holy Spirit is omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. The seventh uh, number to this, uh, just to, to totally sum up, the Holy Spirit and, and get, get, get a bead on that and understanding that much more is, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit is, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit is, is here right now. It's omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. It, these, these are theological words that essentially mean that the Spirit is an all-powerful. It, the Spirit is all-powerful in Zechariah uh, 4, 6, uh, present everywhere in Psalms 129, 7 through 8, and all-knowing, 1 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 10, respectively. These are some of the, His attributes that will, uh, you know, that will never fully grasp as a finite you know, human beings. In Isaiah we read, who can fathom the spirit of the Lord or instruct the Lord as his counselor, you know, 40 uh, to 13. Though we will never be able to perfectly articulate or completely understand these attributes, may these aspects of the spirit lead us to, you know, to, to, to praise even with imperfect words and incomplete understanding. And, you know, not, not, to, not, everything wasn't perfectly articulated. It, it doesn't matter how many degrees, you got more degrees than a thermometer. And it just wasn't, you know, it's feeling, well, I just I missed the mark, you know. No. The Spirit of the Lord is here. How can we praise God in these attributes, even if we are, uh, you know, if we, we don't fully understand them? How illogical is it that we often expect to understand all the aspects of God? who is big enough to, to create us in the first place. How? Some good questions to, to ponder on. Some good questions to ponder on. Let us end in this verse. Zechariah chapter 4, verses, uh, verse 6. Then he said to me, This continuous supply of oil is the word of the Lord. To Zerubbabel, prince of Judah, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, of whom the oil is a symbol, says the Lord of hosts. May you be blessed by this message. May God continue to, to work in your life. And may you have a, a, a better insight and understanding to the Holy Spirit. 
May God be praised. We praise you and thank you for this message, Father God. We offer you a worship of praise. You are holy above holies. Come, Holy Spirit. We ask for a hundred-foot tidal wave of the Holy Spirit to rise up behind us and all around us and, and just, just to feel the power and the, the energy of that and just come down and crash down on us, crash into our lives, blessing us in each and every aspect of our lives, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, wherever you see fit, Father God. Pray for us, Father God, if we may be so bold to ask. Pray for us, those who can't speak, who are groaning, who are, who are so scared and backed into crevices and corners and, and situations in life where, Lord, we, we don't even know how to cry out. Let our groanings be heard. In Jesus' mighty name. In nomine Padre, e Filii, Spiritus Santos, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, unto ages of ages, may you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel forevermore.